Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X-Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Back for another week. Well, another week, another show. So... Up a little bit later on, we're going to have Brian Cage. First time we're going to have Brian on the show. Keep wanting to have him on. We're going to have him on last week, mm-hmm. and he was all set. And then I saw that uh, Austin, he, he guested on Austin's podcast. And, you know, a lot of people listen, you know, on the same shows. And uh, I just wanted to space it out a little bit. Professional courtesy on your Yeah. Own. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want to take away from Austin's listenership you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah long time coming good to have brian cage on the show he's doing amazing things right now. yeah i'm a huge fan of brian's and uh and i let him know that i i um yeah i'll say my thoughts about brian for um for the for when when he comes on sounds good yeah i'm having a hard time spitting words out lately i've noticed so um, anyways, there's a lot of shit going on in wrestling right now. A lot of cool little, uh, well, I don't know about cool, but a lot of you know, lines. just little things, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and interesting things. If you're like, I mean, maybe not all mainstream type, uh, you know, news items, but if you're a big wrestling fan, you know, and you dig into the, you know, what's really going on, like there's some cool little, you know, interesting things going on. There's a lot of lines being blurred, and then we're going to get into that. I think. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to go. We're going to go ahead and start off with you guys know as we've been attending so many wrestling events, the number one T-shirt that we have been seeing consistently over and over is the Bullet Club T-shirt. So now, basically, what's going on is the Bucks officially said that they will no longer be marketing the Bullet Club T-shirts anymore after this year. So a lot of people kind of went off on it, like thinking, like, oh, does this mean that they're done with with are they going to WWE? Is this what's happening? But this was apparently a business decision because New Japan does own the Bullet Club name. Yes. So basically what they want is to come up with something and market something that they have, you know, that they they have the IP rights for that this. That they own. Exactly. Right. They want to own Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Why like why would they want to build a brand that they don't that they don't own? Mm-hmm. And and here's the truth about it is okay, like so the Bullet Club's been around for a while and it was established with Valor and, and Prince Devitt, sorry. Sure. Well, I mean, I think that people know the history of the Bullet Club. Yes. If they don't, real quick, it's been around a while, and it's had different incarnations. It's evolved, and uh, and that. Uh, however, it's never been more popular uh, than it has recently. I mean, like with all in the Bullet Club uh, logo was, was everywhere. 
right? On like the 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 sat and they got I mean, into the hot topic store. Yes, and, and exactly. But the reason it's popular is the members that are there. That's right. Mainly so. the mainly the young bucks and Kenny Omega mm-hmm. and and you know and later you know uh, Cody. Yep. So uh, the way that business is now. And with everybody being their own, you know, promoter, their own producer, their own this, their own that. Their own brand. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to, like, build something, build something you own. Yeah. You know? And so good for you guys. Absolutely. I mean, we're in an era now where fans appreciate self-made wrestlers. And you look at the Bucks, no one's more self-made than them. That's right. And anything they touch right now turns to gold. So if you can eliminate the middleman with your merchandise, why not do it? Yeah, I think whatever they decide to do, honestly, it's going to be a win. So I know that even though like everyone is so close and so enamored with the Bullet Club t-shirts, I still think that they're they're going to play it smart and they're going to come up with something pretty cool because as you know, the Bullet Club shirts not only not only were they like crazy sellers, but they also inspired a lot of um what do you want to call parody it like shirts. parody, sure. thank you, parody shirts. That's the word I was looking so for. Many. So 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 much derived from that single t-shirt which, you know, made a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, it's very much like NWO. And then it became oh, yeah. its own thing where you got your version style of that shirt like Kenny has a certain one Cody has a certain one the Bucks have a certain one Villain Club yeah there you go. Marty they all have their version of that style of shirt but everything runs its course and you know uh, it's it's a it's a much better look when you when you uh, when you get you know get out get out before, before. I mean the firing squad is the, that could be the next big thing for New Japan who knows merchandise wise yeah, okay, we'll see. Maybe not. I'm just maybe, throwing maybe it out not. there. <laughs> Who knows? I just think, think that it, it'll do just fine. But if you try to compare it to a Bullet Club, no. an NWO, a DX, uh, you know, it's probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, but all right, good for good for those guys. Yeah, really good for those guys. And there's other things going on that are kind of mixed up in this whole like New Japan. You know, uh, impact, ROA, all that stuff. It's kind of, like you were saying that water, the lines are blurry, the waters are kind of murky a little bit. Yeah. We'll go ahead and start it off with Chris Jericho is not happy right now with New Japan, which is Jericho's not somebody that you want unhappy with your brand. Let's just throw it at that. But basically, he's unhappy that they have not been using Don Callis. Yeah. He hasn't been announced for any upcoming shows. And from what I gather, I believe New Japan might be upset with him for maybe missing some sort of dates in for Impact instead of New Japan. So I don't know what the issue is here, but the point is that Chris Jericho basically called it. He said that it was just plain stupid that they did not do this. This was a quote from Chris Jericho's tweet about them not having Don Callis doing commentary. Yes. Hmm. Good for Chris. And I'm sure there are some people that didn't like that tweet, but too bad. When you're, you know what? Uh, if, If you're in a position like Chris Jericho is in, and uh, and some like things like that. If you can speak up on things, speak up. You know, if they don't like it, then then don't you. If New Japan don't like it, don't use Chris Jericho. Oh, they want they want Chris Jericho though. I mean, the I guy, like everything he does right now is is just completely like not to use the turn to gold phrase again, but yeah, yeah. And I mean, just overall in general, it seems like New Japan's like like. And I think you're going to touch on yeah. this here in a second, but they're not like. 
they're not endearing themselves to the the talent recently, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, right now with their expansion into the United States, they have a lot of things going for them. But before we jump into that, I do want to add oh, okay. that the fact that Don Callis is responsible for Jericho and New Japan's relationship that has right. been formed. You know, a lot of people were very shocked to see him in New Japan, considering his relationship with Vince and the WWE. Also, Kenny Omega, which is their top star right now in the company, or one of, was also the one that recommended Don Callis. So he is also not happy about the fact that he's not being used but that's not the only thing that they're unhappy about right now there is a lot of turmoil a lot of unrest between the new japan guys and new management so according to so basically michael craven is the new general manager he's been hired he apparently doesn't come from a wrestling world he comes from uh, he comes from business but not wrestling per se and the wrestlers are not happy because apparently they are not being treated well in terms of how they are being talked to you know instead of being talked to professionally they're not being talked to in that sort of manner and then they're also stopping some of their dates in terms of working with impact and Mm -hmm. obviously as we were mentioning with having your brand and you know on last week's show you said this Sean you said that devoting yourself to one company isn't entirely the best solution so a lot of these guys work on the fact that they you know go out and work with different promotions including impact Mm -hmm. and some of the guys their names were not said but there are rumors that it might be um, there's certain rumors on what guys but they were stopped from being on Bound for Glory. And as you know, a lot of these guys wanted to come out and be on the New York show, and they were stopped by New Japan. Oh, boy. Yeah, and I... (sighs) Okay, certain things about, like, you kind of had to see some of this stuff coming as far as, okay, the business, the industry is heating up. You have All In, you have the New Japan expansion here in the United States, you know, the big buzz on wrestling, and truthfully, there is a little bit of brand confusion mm-hmm. with ROH and New Japan and, and just, you know, even NWA and, and like a lot of the talent is, you know, it can be seen on... It's almost becoming like the territories in a you way. You know, can be seen on a lot of these different shows. And so, you know, eventually, like, so when the money starts, uh, you know, know, higher stakes are involved here, you know, that if I can see how the companies are going to get, okay, hey, you can't go do this because you're with us and, and all that. And I understand that. However, you have to have somebody that deals with the talent that knows how to deal with the talent properly. Uh, You get more... let morale, uh, let morale go down in your company and see how, see how quickly all that forward momentum uh, you have going on comes to a halt. Trust me. Uh, and so, what's his name, Craven? Like, uh, this is a message for you. Like, you're gonna like, you have to, you have to understand that these are a lot of like. Even now, like in wrestling now, I mean, it's not like it used to be with all the different, like, colorful characters, but you got some big egos and different things like that that you want, that you have to have, okay, to make, uh, uh, for people to care about these guys. Like, they have to have, they have to bring, like, an ego, uh, a, a colorful character, you know, like, eccentric personality shit with them. You know, and that's what, that's what makes, you know, uh, People entertain. Yes, that's what makes people brilliant that people get behind. 
you know and and so you have to understand that this is not like some corporate uh job where you're dealing with a bunch of people like you know that working at the amazon plant or whatever the hell you call it you can't do that because they will leave Mm -hmm. trust me as 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 much as you think okay everyone's happy here trust me there can be a mass exodus to wwe in a second because wwe will cherry pick every single one of your guys you have just to, just to have them, just to put them on the shelf and pay them good money if you don't want to make them happy. Trust me on that. And complacency kills creativity. Yes. Well, here's the thing, too, is that exactly what you said. Right now, WWE has never been in a better position to offer these guys tons That's of money. Right. And as we've been saying, money talks. Now, here's the things that there are already reports that guys that you would never expect are are talking are talking about the company and right away who do you think of naito you think of okada you think about these big names and you wonder what would happen to new japan if these guys left i can tell you that i mean obviously it would not be something good at all that's that's for sure let me ask you and that's what i'm thinking i'm not even talking about the guy using the foreign talent i'm thinking of the disgruntled uh, Japanese talent. Like the homegrown right. guys yes. that are thinking, like, how did you bring yeah. in an outsider that's, that's going right. to yeah. us like this? That's right. Yeah. You can't have some dude from Sweden or, or Finland or wherever the hell they're from well, coming in. Worked and in Jap- apparently, he I don't worked give a shit how long he's Japan worked in Japan. Something. You can't have some guy like, uh, like some... Some outsider coming no, in. No, like that looks like that. Yeah, well, you know? let, me, let me ask you, as someone who's who's you know going to be in the Hall of Fame, who's dealt with a zillion contracts over the years, if you're these guys and New Japan says you can't take this date, you can't take that date, wouldn't they be asking, okay, cool, then where's the money for me to not That's take right. these dates? Yeah, exactly. So, mm. so now, do you think that? Wrestling promotions in general should stay away from hiring people that don't come from the wrestling business, or because I was thinking that, but then at the same time, it just takes a good person and a good worker to yeah. realize, hey, I shouldn't be talking down to these guys. They're not whatever they think wrestling is. To no, them. you need to have somebody that that the the talent can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't actually have to be like have been a wrestler. But I'm going to use an example. Jim Ross was the best talent relations guy WWE ever had. Cool. In the best time, business-wise, WWE ever had. And it went. And I love J.J. Dillon, but his management style was a lot more probably along the lines of a Michael Craven. Mm. Uh, and things, you know, things were tough. And uh, and uh, and Jim Ross, he knew how to talk to the to the talent and make them feel good. You know, and 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 calm them down. Calm, calm. I I'm just speaking from my experience, and you know how he's calmed me down. And I've been like out of line and, and mad about something, and and just the way he talked to me, you know, it makes all the difference in the world. And you can go, oh, these guys, oh, they're just snowflakes. You can't, oh, poor, you can't talk to them this way. <sighs> you can, yeah, if you want to have disgruntled talent, and and. And, and the problem with that is, it's like this is, it, it's it. You can tell, like when you look at the product, it, it it shows. Like when your talent's not happy, like the the inspiration doesn't come through. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, yeah. So. I mean, every single time you step foot in the ring, it could be over. Essentially, That's it's not right. like that with other professions. You go to the office. 
you know, nothing's going to change. So, yeah, the way you're spoken to is a huge deal. And hopefully, you know, they fix this. Yeah, I hope so, too, especially because New Japan is making such a they're making a big move here into the United States. And then you know, they're they have the opportunity of taking the eyes off a lot of other companies because they are doing so well and the fans are liking mm-hmm. what they're giving. So hopefully they don't ruin that. Yeah. But another thing. You guys put make a clip of that. Yeah. With that me talking to that guy. Yeah. Because, yes. It's going to be great. Yes. It's really good. Let's do it. Yeah, because so, they need to hear that. Because Vince will take every single one of their guys. Speaking to in the climate that wrestling's in right now, yeah, treat, keep treat, keep talking down to your talent like that. See what I, happens. I think with, with the sudden rise of their UK promotion. Oh, whoa. Uh, I think with their the sudden rise of their UK promotion, they're gonna they could do something similar in Japan and have an NXT. Oh, totally. In Japan. Oh yeah. Oh, no, they'll just open yeah. their own office up there. Yeah. Take everyone, all their talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate to sell because uh, we don't want that. I'm not saying that anyone wants that. I'm just saying that it will happen if you don't. Uh, if you don't, if your talent's not happy. There you go. Of course. Well, another thing that we had this weekend was Impact's Bound for Glory, which was a great show. And the way that it ended left a lot of people talking. And people, let's just say, were talking prior to this. And this was, of course, with the Austin Aries Johnny Impact main event match. So basically, as you guys know, this all started with a bunch of tweets. Tweets were sent out. People got unhappy. People started getting mad about what Austin Aries said, and which included him calling Taya Husky. That was one of the parts that happened. But basically, this ended up even being covered by TMZ because a lot of people didn't know if this was a work, was it not a work. This was an ongoing, I guess you can say, argument in the Twitterverse. And well, TMZ also loves drama. So yeah, there you, there you go. go. So it was perfect for TMZ. Yeah. Anyways, but... How the show ended and how it all went down, people are speculating that this was a real thing. So I want to know what your guys' opinions was in terms of Austin Aries walking out, flipping off Don Callis, saying he's gone, etc. Well, anyone can say, and I've, I have my opinion, and I'm not, I'm not going to share my opinion, but I'm just going to say, like, you just never know. You do not. With, when it comes to Aries... I mean, that's just something that he would do, you know, kind of just on a way, you know, like he's done shit like that before, (laughs) you know? So, uh, and to sit and go, okay, well, no, this was a work. This wasn't. How about we just uh, enjoy it? Yeah. How about that? How about we enjoy the blurred line? That's the way I'm looking at it. Yes. And, and, And I think these are the types of things not necessarily to no sell the guy's finish and you know i mean that but like these things that we have to wonder about are good it's hard to make people question things anymore because there's so much out there with social media so if hey there's the occasional like person i'll see that i'll get mad because they were worked how about like just you know sorry you were worked i'm sorry they pulled the wool over your eyes it was a hell of a main event, you know? that's for sure. Well, do you Great think match. that what happened after the main event outshined the main event itself in the match that it was? I mean, the match itself was so great. Yeah, but do you feel that this happening at the end and Aries just walking what? away took away from that match? Well, let me ask you, Jim, no. are people talking about it? People are talking about that part. Well, they're talking about it at least. Yeah, no, it didn't. I don't think it did. Because, uh, I, I mean, he like... He sold the move, he took the pin... 
then he got up and left. I mean, so it was, it was a, it wasn't really a no sell. I could just quit selling it. <laughs> Saw a couple middle fingers go in the air as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, it was perfect because let's face it. It work or not work, whatever you want to call it. When someone says something about your wife, you're gonna go out there yeah. and you're not gonna have, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be in a rest hold. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna start this off. It's gonna be a fight, and that's what they did. They had a fight. They had a brawl. And the way that they worked this match in the beginning was exactly what two guys who have beef should be doing in the ring. And then the way that it ended with him, I guess you can say, uh, not selling the finish, with him leaving, okay, why not? It was great. I feel that all those little things that were added, all the little things that they did, both both, both in commentary, both in with the guys in the ring, I feel that it all came and together very well. On top of that, Petey Williams has said, uh, he was working backstage, he said, Aries' contract is done, so I, I don't know. He's like, I didn't see it coming. And then the press conference with, you know, Abyss getting inducted in the Hall of Fame, all hell broke loose there. Poor Abyss. We need to have mm. him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, see, here's no. the thing, too, is that Impact needs this right now. They need the buzz, all right? They need people to be yeah. talking about their products. So no matter what, at least this is getting out there and people are talking about it. And they did a lot of stuff on this show that people are talking about. They're yeah. not just talking about the Austin Aries thing. They're talking about a whole lot more yeah. than went Incredible down on the show. Incredible matches. Taya and Tess, good Lord. I mean, a lot of great moments. Hey, my favorite spot on, on the, in the match. They're on the floor. Um, and... Aries comes charging uh, Morrison, and Morrison leapfrogs him and lands on the oh apron and on the ring, on the freaking rail, and then does that back kick thingy. It was, was crazy. Great. Yeah, it was just great, and and it was just, it was there was nothing. Okay, with the things that we see nowadays, and especially from a guy like a Phoenix or that, like it wasn't like off the charts. Like, you know, but it was just really creative. Yep. You know? And boy, oh boy, they were beating each other up, man. Yeah. That match was fun. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It was, I really enjoyed it. And uh, you know what else I really enjoy? Having sex. Yes! <laughs> Absolutely, everyone! <laughs> and I just started having it again recently after so, after a couple years off. If we're talking about sex, that's yeah. that means we're talking about one thing. And if you're, uh, if you're looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds, get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. um, before I get into this a little bit more, like, uh, so, you know, I usually carry a bunch of them because they come in a little envelope, right? Yes. Like, Very and, discreet. Yeah. And I mean, even even in, inside the bag, when you when you open it up, there's a little envelope that, you know, they come in and you keep them in. All right. So I didn't realize I didn't know how many I had on me, and um, and then so like I just realized uh, when it was too late, and like the rest of my blue tubes were at home, and I was at my lady's house, mm. and it's like a half an hour drive. <laughs> that I'm like, oh my god, I don't have my blue chew. And the thing is, is I do, I get the one that has the Cialis, the the generic version of Cialis it's in good it for the prostate. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, because of that, and and also, so it, even the next day, um, it was still like in, it was still in me, and uh, and I was still a you know everything was working real good and the I, following I, day, and I didn't even have any, and I was kind of worried. Uh oh, what's going to happen? You know, I can piggyback that uh, the blue chew that I you know 
I'd say a good 36 hours. Yeah. Felt great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still, you want to, like, you still want to make it, you know, um, 30 minutes prior, something like that. Uh, but if you run out, like, you're good to go for an extra day. I, I mean, it's it, it was nice. Yeah, it was, that's all I'm going to say. And they, like, where was I anyways? So, okay, check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, mm-hmm. the one I use. I'm, I was thinking about switching up, actually. Um, so they do work. They work great. Mm-hmm. Since they're chewable, they'll work faster than a pill. And uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And, uh, you know, even just while I'm taking one, I'm taking two, I'm taking three. I'm trying, you know. Um, anyways. Well, you know, yeah. if one works good, three yeah. works even better. One was great I'm for saying. me. I took it on a full stomach, and, and it was a wonderful weekend. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and this stuff is cheaper than those other two, so this is definitely a no-brainer. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line because Blue Chew ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code XPOC. Just pay $5 shipping, which is a small price to pay for more than one night of pleasure. There you go. Anyways, um, and your and your lady and and last time I was talking about you know and your lady will enjoy but you know even if you're I should have said your partner mm-hmm. because you don't have to be a lady I I imagine whatever like, you want that's what I mean yeah. if you're a guy and you have if you have I think you know where I'm going with no this. matter who you love yes. you'll love Blue Chew yes exactly and uh, and again bluechew.com slash x uh, promo code xpoc that's right and go there. And uh, and uh, get yourself some Blue Chew, and uh, then give us the proof of purchase, and I will send you an autograph eight by ten. Or it may not be eight by ten, but I'm gonna send send you an autograph picture. So can I get one? Because I show you my a Blue Chew or no purchase. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'll show you my proof of purchase. Johnny's like, I'm out of Blue Chew. (laughs) All right, again, that's BlueChew.com promo code XPOC. All right, let's take a break right now. We're going to come back with Brian Cage. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us, actually calling in from uh, direct from Impact Tapings right now. He has a couple of minutes to spare, and I'm grateful to have him on. And I'm a huge fan of this guy. And and to me, there's no one in wrestling uh, more impressive as far as what he can do for his size than this guy right here, Brian Cage, everyone. Yeah! a machine what's up man oh what's up i got a little pop on huh? a little crowd introduction i like yeah, that you, know, you got a bigger um, pop, you got a bigger pop than most than most people get when they come on so, <laughs> so hey, yeah matt you on here but uh behind, you know backstage the tapings had a that's a few moments for you man i know uh, we tried to make it happen earlier and it didn't work out so hey well what happened happen. what ha- we were gonna have you on last week and uh there, uh, you were on Austin's show last week, and it just dropped around the same time. And and I just I didn't want I didn't want to hurt Austin's ratings, Brian. <laughs> I got you, I got you. You know, looking out, you don't, you don't want to various podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So no, thanks, man. Hey, I was checking out your match um, with uh, Phoenix and and Pentagon versus uh, Sammy Callahan. What do they call those guys? The Crisps? Ove. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ohio versus everything. Yeah. So, um, man, hey, 
Uh, that was your first loss, huh? For Impact. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the first time I had been pinned. Yes, it was. Wow, nice. Um, I, I was going to say something. I was going to say, how many kicks did they did it take to pin you? <laughs> uh, okay, so if you if you count, you know, all three of them at once, and the duo kick me out once. So there's multiple times that you know kicks from more you know one guy at a time. It was uh, it was 27 all together. Oh my god, oh, man. Yeah. Brian, the space between the ring and the guard wheel was very small. How did that affect your guys' match? Uh, yeah, it did make it really tight. Man. Like the, the ring's already small as it is, and there wasn't a whole lot of room, and they told us to be super careful and limited with like dive-outs and outside stuff. So we, we had you know some ideas and stuff we wanted to do, and it did make it a little, little tighter stuff we had to cut out because you just really weren't able to do a whole lot out there. What'd you have to cut out? Um, well, you know, too, I, I had a couple really cool dives I wanted to do, and then not only was there not enough room for me to do them, because I am so, since my size, paranoid to ever dive when there's like a rail too close. So right. I've seen, I've seen a couple guys uh, get compound fractured from like, you know, a side moonsault and onto the rail. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to do that today. Um, and then on top of that, I realized that my, uh, my, uh, I, I, my quad totally swelled up on me, like literally the day of. Insanely, I mean, it's not like I had a tear, but it looks to be much better. I mean, it's still hurt now, but uh, it's much better. That's why my, my leg was all taped up. And, man, I had a hell of a time moving out there. Um, so that really hindered some of my, my performance. But, I mean, all in all, I was still real happy with the match. Even once hey, even once you got out there and, and got moving around, that was bothering you, your your your, uh, your leg? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah you know, too, like, Taking some moves and giving moves wasn't horrible. Yeah. Um, when I, when I, there was a time I picked up both the OVE guys, and uh, I tossed them both, which is a common thing I do. And I could tell, like, it, I was struggling there to like be able to walk and hold them. Yeah. But um, it, it wasn't again taking or giving too many moves. It was really just like feeding into position and just timing, or right. like, just trying to run and stuff. It's all the in between shit that really hurt, and I just oh I yeah able to move it. Okay, so just even getting into position, it was. Did you feel like it was it was affecting your timing? Oh, for sure, for sure. Just because I was oh, like, wow. I just felt like I was a you know a step behind on everything, especially yeah. compared to like my normal movement. And uh, I, I couldn't really not because it was hard to run, yeah. but more so, I didn't feel like I could stop once I started running. So like, I was just really, uh, uh, I, don't, I I was so butthurt too because I was so looking forward to this match, and then I didn't want to be like you know the handicap out of it now, get the, <laughs> the guy out. So well, I thought you looked great, man. Yeah. I and and Can you telling tell. me this was a pretty big surprise because I I mean you couldn't really tell out there at all. Not at all. Well, yeah, I I appreciate the hell out of that. I know I was like so, I know I was pretty like everyone's like, hey man, are you all right? Right? Like man, yeah, it just sucks. Like what well, what happened was a couple weeks prior, um, uh, in Vegas. Actually, uh, let me bury him some more because I keep on burying him. Uh, the new champ, old, old Johnny, uh, Impact, Mundo, Morrison, Hennigan, whatever you want to yes. call him, he, um, he crushed my leg with this, with this finish. Oh. And it was just like a big contusion. It wasn't a serious injury. I, I had trouble walking for like a week, but you know, it, was, it was getting better. And this past week, I was you know, starting to train on it again and do cardio, getting in shape for the pay-per-view. I was fine. I was also fighting Saturday. I was fine. Um, it started to feel a little sore on Saturday, like before my match for no for no yeah. reason, and it kind of hurt during the match. Felt better in the morning. So, like, you know what? Let me go get it worked on. I got it worked on pretty quick after the initial injury, and it felt a lot better. So, let me go do that before the pay per view. And um, it felt better for like 45 minutes, and then my legs started feeling tighter and like started swelling up. Yeah. And then we had therapists backstage, so we started working on it, and it really just pissed it off, and it just fucking 
like doubled, like in swelling. Like my leg got like super bad. I I went from barely being able to walk to like not being able to walk at all. Well, so how's it? Get out of it. And uh, I was like, what? The, I'm not even doing it. I'm just sitting here. Like, what, what, what's going on with my leg? Well, how's and, it a couple uh, days know, later, I'm, Brian? How's it, how's it doing now? A couple days later. Um, it, it's it's better now. It's still it's still stiff. It's so feels like uh, and I don't know what I did. It almost feels like I just re-ended it all over again. Like the incident just happened, but um, but there was no acute thing. You know, even in the matches. I had, you know, last night and the night before, nothing happened to my leg to hurt my leg. It just hurt, you know, to move it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, it does, does feel a lot better now. Um, I actually had an MRI scheduled for today to go get it checked out. Okay, good. But I canceled it because it, it, it feels so much better. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know what the hell is happening, but, I mean, I can, I can move it, start to flex and contract it again. The swelling's down. So, I don't know what the hell that was, but, I mean, it's, it's feeling better. It's doing better, so I'm not, I'm not going to stress positive mental attitude just like yeah it'll, it'll be fine in a few days then we're still talking about your leg yeah yeah well yeah, i mean yeah, if it's yeah, just yeah. muscle if it's just if it, if, you, if it feels like it's just a muscle i don't know what an mri might well you gotta be careful i'm a little if if you got hit on the leg a couple of weeks ago you just want to make sure that a hematoma didn't develop in the thigh that's a common spot for it to happen oh, for sure so especially a big old thigh like that yeah <laughs> well that's actually what I, that's actually what I was pretty much thinking happened from the contusion because I don't like the inside of my legs really bruised. I don't know yeah. if it's bleeding from you know from from the area because it was like moving down and healing. But um, uh, again, it, it feels like from today to Sunday, it feels nine day difference better. It's not healed, but it's way better, it, way more manageable. So I'm feeling pretty good about it's, it. Brian, talking about this is making me think of the fact that you don't really hear about you getting hurt very much, and it, it's it surprises me because of the things you do out there and just guys that carry as much muscle around as you just like, you know, conventional wisdom is, 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 is you get hurt more. And, and, and I don't see that from you. And why is that, man? Do you do yoga? Do you like just stretch a lot? I mean, what, what's, what's the secret? You know, actually I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I try to stretch and do like dynamic movement stuff to keep my, you know, Flexibility of my, my athleticism and yeah. everything up. Because, yeah, you're right. The more muscle bound you get, you know, the more, uh, especially the leaner I get, you know, the better shape, you're more susceptible to injuries. I was going to ask you that and too. Yeah. And, and, and I actually, I, I actually do get hurt probably a lot more often than a lot of people think. I just kind of save it and, you yeah. know, go on with it. <laughs> but I've always kind of classified there's two different, there's a big you know, gap between being hurt and being injured. Yep. So, like, if, I, if I'm hurt, which, which happens often, or not unless you're off, but, you know, it can happen quite a bit, but I'm able to, you know, push through and go, I'm good to go. If I'm injured, that means I got to go have surgery and I'm out for six months. Exactly. But, uh, and, and, and that doesn't happen, yeah. That, so, I, I feel like I always have a lot of um, nagging stuff, just from all the training and everything else and the wrestling, or, you know, a lot of uh, minor injuries all the time. But uh, but being fully injured itself, yeah, it, it hasn't really happened. Well, that that just brings me to the next thing, and I and I I mentioned this to you a little bit ago, but but Johnny and I we were just what well we were all just watching uh, you you were getting st- stem cell therapy, and when I saw you and uh, at all in you were mentioning uh, that you had a, a nagging shoulder injury, and uh, it seemed like that was what you were that was what the stem cells were for. Yeah, so that was the initial reason why I went there, and then uh, I had a really good deal. Like, hey, yeah, we could give you, you know. 50 million intravenously and then 10 million every joint. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that. And, um, uh, and so stuff felt like it worked great. Some stuff didn't, but like, yeah, the main reason I went there was because I tore my rotator cuff the very first weekend, like the very first day I shot with Underground. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's been the, the shit ever since then. And then that, man, I'm like, probably about a month or so later, 
after that initial stem cell therapy for yeah. my shoulder, I went back to being able to press, you know, 300 by my head again and wrap around four or five on bench and just like, so that one for sure, there, there, there's some uh, back and forth results, some other stuff, just cause I was like, oh, maybe we can do here and here to, you know, see if my knees feel any better, this or whatever. But the initial like acute injury was for my shoulder and without a doubt that totally helped that. So I can't mm. complain. And, uh, and so like, how did you ever run across that? Like it was just, I can imagine, like, the circles you run in and the people that you know, like, um, somebody, I, not even in wrestling, probably, that, that, that oh, recommended exactly, that. 100%. It's actually a bodybuilding buddy of yep. mine. Um, I was talking to him about, I don't remember what I was talking to him about, and then he brought up uh, stem cell stuff. He goes, hey, man, have you thought about this? I think I was just complaining to him about, uh, uh, you know, my shoulder, like, yeah. something that happened, I don't know. And, uh, and like, there's, there's peptides and stuff that help heal, like TB500 and yep. stuff, or, or BCP, um, that you have used. And he goes, hey, we got all stem cells. My buddy over here, and I don't know how he got connected to it, but he just basically gave him the spiel. And my buddy had a lot of, lot of injuries, and he had really, really bad kidneys. I mean, he basically was on the verge of a like, kidney failure. Right. And not only did his like, hips and his knees vastly improve from, from multiple of these stem cell treatments, but his blood work showed his kidneys improved like fucking... Wow tremendously so i uh that 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 sold me on it completely so i was like oh man i'm gonna give this stuff a try then and and brian i know you've had uh, your shoulders have been acting up for quite some time i recall maybe like about seven years ago uh i think it was both shoulders right Uh, right around the time you and eli drake were with percy pringle and everything and you had to battle through a lot of that and it took you were out for quite a bit of uh, time weren't you so yeah that was um that was the like like around 2011 i was like when brian cage was in really bad shape people always want to pick up that picture and, uh, and I mean, I was like broke and depressed. There's a lot of things going on bad in 2011, but it's ridiculous uh, yeah, that they my, call that. I, I don't, sorry. I, I just, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just think it's ridiculous that they call that being in bad shape when they look at you back then. He was in Cause you still look great. That's <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely. Keep going. Sorry about that, Brian. Um, no, no worries. But yeah, I separated my AC joint right. and then, uh, I, I terrible, uh, like arthritis, and I don't take forever to heal from that. But then I got terrible arthritis, and I just couldn't train. Yeah. And everything about it was sucking, and I, I kept wrestling through it all, and I kept on re-aggravating it. And then I was always trying to bump anything on my face with my left side yeah. to protect my right side. And then I freaking injured my left shoulder from doing that. And it just yeah, it was it was a hell of a time. And then actually, when I finally got through that stuff. That's when I finally like you know what I'm I'm reinvigorated. I want to get in the best shape of my life. I'm finally gonna do a bodybuilding show. I always said I wanted to do one. That was kind of like the jump start. Like, all right, I'm gonna get in the best shape, do a bodybuilding show. Um, I won my class and got second overall in that first show, and then that's what kind of maybe kind of fall in love with that for a little bit. And I just started training for that, and I competed for a few years, all the while still wrestling just as a hobby. And yeah, um, you know, I haven't competed now since, since 14 or 15, but uh, but yeah, that's, that's what kind of lit me on fire on that. And um, yeah, you know, and I know injuries comes with it. Everybody's been hurt. I mean, Sean, you know, a few things about being injured from wrestling, so yep. it just comes with the territory. Yeah. Well, with Bound for Glory, you guys did, there was a lot of different stuff on the show. You know, there was a concrete jungle match. There was uh, Taya and Tessa had such a great match and so on. I could name so many things that happened on the show. But for you personally, I want to know what your thoughts are on being a part of this new regime with Impact and what your experience has been like with Impact. Oh, it's been great. Um, I remember when they reached out to me uh, the end of last year about bringing me in and uh, going back and forth. And I, I was on the fence on signing with them um, because, you know, it was uh, still hadn't gotten cool yet. And for a little while there, you know, 
being a fan of Impact or even being a part of Impact wasn't uh, wasn't looked at as being a cool or good thing. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I, I knew Scott and I've, I've known him for a little bit, and he had a lot of good stuff in motion and some good things to do in mind. And I'm like, you know what? Let, let's let, let's do this. Give it a shot. And I knew they had big plans for me, and I didn't realize that they were going to do so much so fast. Too, I was really surprised. But uh, you know, it, it's been a it's been a great trip. I, right out the gate, I was I was really impressed with some of the the in-ring performances by some of the people because I hadn't watched Impact for a while. Wow. And I was like, wow, man, this is actually some pretty pretty good stuff, pretty good wrestling. And you know, from January till now, it's it's been awesome to see the ship turn around and so much positivity. And there's positive things being said about it as opposed to like a year ago. Sure. Do you and, feel like the catalyst for that was the Lucha Underground Impact Combination Show uh, WrestleMania weekend? Because that really got a lot of people talking. Um, I, I think that definitely helped a lot. I mean, just because that was something different and unique. You know, it's like, oh my God, two major companies doing something together, which had been unheard of. You know, that aren't partner partners per se, like New Japan and Ring of Honor. Um, and I think that definitely helped a lot. And then obviously, you know, bringing over a lot of the guys from Lucha Underground once Lucha opened up her contracts to not be so exclusive. Yeah. Uh, obviously, definitely helped. And then, you know, but, but it's definitely been a team effort, though. I mean, everybody from behind the camera to in front of the camera, you know, all the guys just killing in the ring. And then, you know, Don and Scott, and, you know, even Sanjay and P, all the producers, like, everyone's just working pretty well together. And it's just been uh, a, a pretty, you know, again, team effort as opposed to, like, too one-dimensional or, you know, a political BS or people trying to, you know, just... Yeah. Go out for business for themselves. So it's, it's really been a been a great thing to see come together and and, and grow and and you know we're back on the road again, round up Orlando, which is God, thank God because I was sucking there. Um, <laughs> probably one of the worst crowds I've worked in front of, man. Oh my lord, yeah. it was awful. But uh, but yeah, so no, I, I, I'm I'm super happy here. Yeah. Hey Brian, uh, you you were saying that you were kind of tentative about the idea of going to Impact, and and I totally get it because at that point. That brand was pretty tainted, and and I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, and this was when Billy uh, when Billy Corgan was like trying to be involved and all that. Like, I thought Billy was crazy for getting involved and trying to buy it because, like, I thought the brand was tainted beyond beyond you know um, being okay. able to be rehabilitated. But that wasn't true. I was wrong about that. Like. And, and and it has a lot to do with uh, well, it has everything to do with the talent, like and and you know everybody behind the scenes. Um, and hats off to you and everyone else there. I'm 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 late getting back in and on the uh, on the impact train here, but it's it's very cool to see this. Yeah, it's been it's been a good renaissance, man. I mean, to go from you know TNA to Impact to GFW to back to Impact in such a short fashion and so many changes of management and and, yeah. and talent and everything. I mean, it was. It, it looked like a big, big, big cluster yeah. for a minute there, and I was like, "Man, how's this going to turn around?" But I mean, hell, it's uh, it surprisingly survived, and it's uh, I feel like it's doing really well right now, and it's got a lot of a lot of positive momentum. Man, we killed that slam anniversary. I thought that was mm-hmm. one of the best shows of the year. Not even uh, you know trying to be play favorites at all. And then I actually thought Bound for Glory wasn't um, didn't look like as strong of a show as anniversary, or or even as strong as the show as it should have been for being you know like their their mania basically. Yeah. But uh, but even then, watching that and being here, I thought it was it delivered and it was another hell of a show. So I, I thought all three pay per views that that uh, they put on this year were all fantastic. 
why you mentioned Slammiversary and Bound for Glory, you know, you guys don't have a massive roster with Impact, but what those two pay-per-views did, it had a lot of different flavors to it. You know, there was never two of the same thing. Is the talent, are you guys allowed to show a lot of creativity when it comes to that? Because you, the whole show, it's a great job of, of one thing to the next being very different from what just happened. Oh, 100%. It's, 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 it's very not micromanaged at all. Like, there might be a couple key points or something like that, but even for me, like, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, go out there and, and, and do what you can do and, and have fun doing it. And, you know, you you can relate to whoever's producing it or in charge of something, but it's uh, it's extremely just, you know, the talent going out there and, and performing to whatever their, their time limit or whatever it is, you know. So it's, uh, I think that definitely helps and shines through and lets, lets everyone have fun and, and it creates a, a more positive atmosphere, which, you know, makes makes the product better. What was the reaction backstage after Bound for Glory after the whole Austin Aries uh, John Mor- John Johnny Impact situation? Um, man, I, I, we all there's just dumbfounded. I guess is probably the, the best word because everyone's like, "What the hell?" Like, like, did you see that? Did you just see that? Like, wait, was that real? Is it work? Is it shoot? Like, what just happened? Holy! Like, it. So many questions. Uh, I didn't ever see Austin after afterward, and. It was it was just so bizarre, and I know it was you know a uh, a, a tension filled week or two with them and the media and the Twitter stuff. And, yeah, you know obviously they're hyping the match, they're building the match, but there's some some uh, some you know real or shoot things being said. And uh, I mean, if you guys watched the match too, it was it was a pretty snug match, man. They were working a little Absolutely. bit like almost like a work shoot type of match, and and then for that ending, what surprised me the most about the ending. Um, was Austin being such a t- traditionalist, if you will? Yeah, I feel like he—if that would have been done to him, especially—but even not done to him <laughs> on the same show, <laughs> on the same show that he's on, he would have lost his shit so bad. No so shit. to see him do that, and I—I I, I don't know. Again, like that, I didn't even saw him or, or talk to him about it. I don't right. know what happened, and again, if it's supposed to happen, what's supposed to happen? And I mean, obviously, sure. Couple, couple of days removed, it, uh, it, it you know it was completely just Austin being Austin. So yeah, uh, yeah man, everyone just felt felt shocked, and I, I don't know, I don't but, know what the the goal or the you know what, what the plan was there, but. But Brian, hey Brian, do you remember when we were in Australia last year? Like there was that one show, and like he just got on the mic and like ripped the gut because they brought some ring, and the ring was kind of a piece of shit, and and like oh Austin just like went off on this thing, and just it was really weird. It took the whole the air out of the whole building. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, yeah, he's got a shiner. Yeah, from uh, and, you know, too, and, and the ring. I, I didn't have a problem that ring. I know it wasn't the best ring, but I mean right. it, it was worked, and I guess. The padding didn't go all the way down yeah. around the frame on the corner, yeah. and like you know, somebody hit him and he sold into the ring, and it just happened to catch yeah. the frame, so bust his face. I mean, whatever. Again, it's wrestling; shit happens. It You're, wasn't like and you wrestled in, and, and Brian, you wrestled in, in Mexico, right? Who Austin? You did I wrestle Austin in Mexico? No, but you've wrestled in Mexico like plenty of times. Oh yeah, 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 several. Yeah, several oh, you talking? I get what you're saying as far as, far as bad ring. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, on, man. Bad ring down there. Yeah, <laughs> that was the, the worst. That was a Rolls Royce. The worst ring of my life was down there, man. I I quickly realized realized why uh, why luchas don't bump so much <laughs> exactly. because you roll. Holy shit! Yes. The first bump I took was one ring. Oh my goodness! Never again. <laughs> hey, do you like to? How are you liking being in the axe division? You feel comfortable there? Oh, absolutely. That's. 
you know, everyone keeps on complaining, oh, K should be the world champion, he should be there. And I mean, hey, I should be the world champion, and I probably will be, you know, soon enough. But um, to me, whenever he said, hey, who, what, what would you want to do if you're in, you know, Impact, or even before that in TNA, I always wanted to be in the X Division, because I love yeah. that style, regardless of my size. Yes. And I know it's not really a weight limit there. I always loved the style. I always loved all the, all the people that worked there. And, and I love working, even on the indies, I always loved working with, you know, the more yeah. lighter, but, you know, extreme guys, whether it be a Ricochet or Rich Swan, a, a, a Sammy Guevara, Flip Gordon, whoever. Yeah. Um, and so, I, and to me, that was like the, the, the real, you know, what, what really got uh, Impact or Tina even over from the get-go was the X Division, AJ Styles, yes. Dave and Loki and all these guys. So, so that, that, that was what I wanted to be. And also the main guy I wanted to work uh, was also Matt Seidel. It was the first name mm. that popped had that really big set about working. I, I love his work. I've never gotten to work. And the fact that he happened to be exhibition champion and I got to work him and win the title from him, it just, it, it could have happened any more perfect, I thought. Yeah. Ultimate X match in your future, possibly? I, I would love it. I would love it. Um, I, thought that, I thought it was a sweet match. It's one of probably the best original matches that they've had um, from, from this brand. And, uh, you know, I did have my first loss, but I'm still undefeated in one-on-one competition. And, you know, say if I ever, ever have to drop that title and uh, do it without being beaten, beaten, I thought that would be a perfect way to go down. Yeah, but <laughs> Well, speaking of wrestling in different parts of the world, one of the places that you got to work was at Pro Wrestling Noah. What was it like main event in Corican Hall? Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. That, that, that is... If it's not my favorite match of all time, it's it's definitely my top three favorite matches of my career. Um, that match and that setting was so great. And Nakajima, oh man, he he is so. I mean, everybody loves New Japan. Honestly, that that's you know the the a crowd right now. But Nakajima is every bit as good as anybody from New Japan. And I wish I wish a lot of guys from all got more attention than uh, than they got or than they do get because they deserve it. I was I've been trying to get Nakajima over here. Anyone in the States to rematch of me. I, I, I just absolutely love that match, and I feel like mm. he's just a tremendous talent. And I, I've said it multiple times. I think everyone throws tons of kicks in wrestling now. I think Nakajima has the best kicks in the business. They are, wow. they are brutally lethal, amazing, and they, they're like not bad at all. Like, hey, he's, he's, he's definitely an artist. Mm. Tight Jerry threw kicks like that. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, they yeah. were brutal. They Buzz were lethal, off. but they weren't bad at all. Like, I mean, yeah. at the same time. Um, Okay, go ahead. Well, I Sorry. wanted to, to backtrack a little bit to Lucha Underground. You had a series with Pentagon and Lucha Underground that ended in a pretty big feud that we were talking that you were quite upset that they cut something out of this when it aired on TV. Oh, yeah. So the, the original, the, the first match, um, when I, uh, I, I, he goes over, and then he goes to break my arm, and I get out of it. Originally, I wanted to have him break my arm and, and unbreak it. And they're like, no, no, we want to say that for the, the match. That's, that's the idea there, um, that he can't, you know, break your arm. So like, okay, fine. So we do a different way. So in the match, he, uh, he gives me a package power driver. He goes to break my arm. He breaks it. And then I, you know, put it back in place, <laughs> no sell it, fire up. And I, and I kill him. And then that's why he has to use the chairs to soften up my arms. He breaks both of them. I can't get up because I threw a cinder block, whatever. So the match goes off. I actually think it's, been uh, been reviewed so far, still at least as the the best match, or at least the most uh, fan favorite match of the season so far. But every the match, the thing I cut, everything's there except for that spot, and I was so mad. I'm like, what? Oh, that yeah. was so rad. And and if we couldn't do it originally because we're saving for the match, then what was the point if they just cut that out to begin with? But oh well. Anything else that they cut out 
that you were upset about over your seasons of Lucha Underground? Um, over this past season, not really. I mean, there's been a, I mean, stuff always gets cut throughout, uh, throughout every season or matches just because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I've never really gone over mm-hmm. any time, um, match time, but just putting together all the vignettes, which are all shot afterwards, you know, you, you put it together because it's an episodic show, uh, for TV or a TV show rather than a wrestling show, you know, then we just yeah. kind of end up adding some stuff in. They don't realize it or something goes wrong or whatever. So we just have to make little cuts and changes here and there. And it's just part of the, part of the beast. How long of a Lucha Underground contract did you sign? Uh, I signed the don't like most common. Most everyone else has to the, the seven seasons. Oh, so you signed um, all the way up I to season seven. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's a lot of people had asked for the release throughout season four, and some states of them left. Um, I have it. Uh, it was made pretty pretty easy. To, like if you really want to get out of your contract, it's not going to be challenging that's what you want to do but i mean i'm not i'm in no hurry to leave there i'm no. happy to be able to do that and impact I know five is uh i, I think so i just heard his greenlit to get a date to start filming soon so um i have some ideas and stuff i'd love to, to be able to do in that and hopefully it, it happens and everything keeps on going smooth did you think lucha underground would become as popular as it did absolutely not when i first signed there too talk about being tentative i was like man come on and I actually i only signed that first like on the first season I know Conan was a big fan of mine. He kept on telling me, like, hey, someone was coming to the States forever. And, uh, and you know, hey, here comes Lucha Underground. And it looked to me like it was going to be like a WSX. It was like a bunch of yes. guys from the... Yeah. Yeah, right, right a wrestling show. They knew nothing about wrestling. It was going to fall apart yep. real quick. But I actually signed my contract with Dorian because uh, I did a AAA contract, too. So I'm excited because like, I knew AAA wasn't going to go anywhere. And then, you know, hopefully something happened with Lucha Underground. If not, hey, well, it's a quick little easy payday. And, you know, better, better than nothing. Yeah. But, dude, the first week in there, I could have been more wrong. It was so well organized, so well ran, uh, so positive. It, it took such great care of you, like, as far as compared to any other wrestling company, because they're treating you like, like like TV star guys, not wrestlers, you know. So, I mean, like, like all the, like, the fact you got per diem, they put us in this awesome hotel, yeah. catered breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, you know, I'm like, wow, you don't get, like, this treatment anywhere else. So, right. Well, um, so I, I was I was I was I was gladly mistaken, Brian. Hey, uh, I'm not sure if you remember this, but um, I saw you. It was like last year at at uh, at PWG at the Reseda. Yeah, in Reseda, yeah. and 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 what Regal was there and all that, and, and you 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 said this to me. You were like, hey, you know. A lot of people say I do too much. You, do you think that's true? Do you remember asking me that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It was like it was like December, I think, too. Yeah, it was, but it was still hotter and shit in there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. So no, but here's my thing on that, and I and I'm pretty sure this is what I said. I said, look, you're gonna like that'll all work itself out, man. Like things will happen, injuries and things. Like just go out there and do your thing, man. You're doing great, Brian. And some, and, and, and some people's opinion, you do too much. And some people's opinion, you do just right. Do what you want to do out there, man. And it'll all work itself out. Eventually you'll like, like, trust me. I, I just keep doing what you're doing, man. Big fan of yours. I can't even believe that someone your size can do the shit you can do. It's crazy. It blows me away. Like, I could never do any of that stuff, ever. <laughs> well, you, you, you still, I remember when we had that match, that five-on-five match at bar. Yeah. It blew me away how, how, how quick and how well you threw that fucking 
spin kick. Yeah. You know? like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some one, two, three kid stuff right there. Like, yeah. man, they got up there real quick. Yeah, but thanks, um, man. You guys carried me out there, made me look really good. <laughs> well, speaking of bar, oh, speaking of bar wrestling, you have your rematch with Tessa Blanchard coming up this week. No, oh, you, you, no, she has her rematch. I don't need a rematch. I already beat her. So if she gets her rematch, I'm allowing her to get in the ring with Brian Cage one more time. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, I'm glad, uh, glad we're doing that bar. That, 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 that'll be a fun place to have it happen. Um, I, I keep on telling people, too, I'm, I, I don't mind intergender wrestling, but I feel like it's got to be with the right person or the right place, the right crowd for it to, to, to make sense or, to, yes. I don't know, just, just, Absolutely. just for it to get over the way it should. Yes. Well, Brian, it's been a year of a lot of firsts for you, but on top of everything, you're a proud Papa Bear now. Yes. What's it like being a dad? Oh man, it's awesome. She's uh, she's such a great little kid. I, I was I was just there um, only for two hours on Thursday. I was gone for about a week. I was going home for two hours, trying to pack up and come out here to Canada for a couple of days before the Impact uh, taping for Bound for Glory. And man, it warmed my heart so much. She's she's eight and a half months old. And uh, she's asleep in the car seat, and Melissa gets her out of the car seat, and she wakes up and she sees me, and it's the first time where she's like noticed that it was me, and the dad and, like that I had returned from wherever I was, yeah. and she literally like made a sound and like put her hands out like like she was lunging like to get out of her mom's hands to have me hold her instead, and I was like, oh my goodness, so it's 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 terrific, man, and she's so full of laughter. It's such a well-behaved baby, uh, you know. She has a she has a moment as every child will do, but. Um, I really can't complain at all, man. And she's just so much of a joy. And those big belly baby laughs are, are like, yeah. are so hard not to, if you're in a bad mood, man, that's, it's impossible to stay in a bad mood once those happen. You're like, it immediately uplifts you. And I think it's only fair to put over what a great mother she has too, right? Oh, dude, listen, she was so worse than a bad mom. She was so, so like, and she always wanted a kid. And like, well, she, the way she like handled her dog too, which is always like kind of a, a good way to, to compare, I guess. I was like, babe, you're going to be fine, mom. Don't worry about it. And then, yeah, she's she's super warm, man. You know, she's there by, by herself most most often than not because I'm gone. And she, you know, takes care of the home. She can take care of Skylar. It's a phenomenal mom. She still goes to the gym and kills it. She still does, like, auditions and some of her commercials. She still does some of her own shows. Um, she actually started to go back to school full-time, too. So, I mean, yeah, she's, she's slamming it, man. I can't complain at all. Hey, so... Hey, um, yeah, we got to go, man. Hey, um, Brian, thank you so much, man. Uh, real quick, do you have a, like a website, Pro Wrestling Tea Store, different things that uh, yeah, we want to get out there? Let, let, let's plug it up, man. We got uh, Brian Cage on Instagram, Mr. GMSI yeah. underscore D Cage on Twitter, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees backslash Brian Cage for, uh, for all the t shirt swag. Um, yeah, man, just keep watching Impact and, uh, Give a shout out. You should mention Australia. I'm going back out there at the end of next month. One of my favorite places to work for yes. World Series of Wrestling. Looking forward to that tour. Yeah, they're fantastic. World Series of Wrestling. Uh, I love. I loved. My, that was an amazing experience with them, and it was amazing being over there with you guys. It was such a great tour. It's one of my favorite tours I've ever been on. And uh, and hey, thank you so much again for coming on, Brian. I really appreciate hey, no it. No problem, man. Thank you for no taking problem, the time. No problem, man. Glad it was able to happen. Brian Cage, everyone. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. All right. All right. You can also get his action figure at figurestoycompany.com. There you go. Nice. Hey, so real quick, let's real quick, uh, follow Sean on Twitter at the Real Xbox. Thank you so much for getting us over a thousand subscribers. The pins are going out this week. If you won the pin giveaway contest, I'll be mailing it to you this week. Uh, this Friday, you'll be in Illinois for Glory Pro Wrestling with Buff Bagwell, Scott Norton. 
uh, tickets at TicketWeb.com. And then you'll be at Alamo City Comic Con October 26th through the 28th and Rhode Island Comic Con November 2nd through the 4th. Yes. All right. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Jim Booth. All, right, All right. You guys can check me out on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Please go to the YouTube channel. I'm about to hit 5K. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. So hopefully I'll see you guys there. And we have more giveaways coming up as All well. All right. Today. I'm going to miss you guys next week. I'll be on my way to Pakistan, but then I'll be back after that. Uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every single week. And I'm filming a comedy special Sunday, November 11th at the Brea Improv. If you're anywhere in Southern California, I'd be honored to give you free tickets. So hit me up on social media at jquasto. All right, everyone. We'll we'll see you right here next week on X Pac One Two Three Sixty. Everyone already knows the Westwood One and all that stuff because I heard them put it at the beginning when I when I listened. So, anyways, hey. see you right here next week, everyone. <laughs> see you. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire X Pac One Two Three Sixty staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.